Black Friday. All right, we made it through Thanksgiving, and I wasn't the one who ruined it. Guess who did? That's right. The carpet-pissing, floor-dumping, couch-barfing, butt-farting, house-stinking, emotional burden of a French bulldog that's been staying at my house the last couple of months. Now, how could a dog ruin Thanksgiving? I'll get into that later. For now, um, we got to do this again, all right? Just do me a favor and give this a rating wherever you're listening, be it Apple, Spotify, MySpace, or Grinder. Share it with other people you think would play on this minor league team. That's how we grow. That's what we are. You got to recruit other dumpster pigs into this. Now, now that that's out of the way, welcome to episode number Who Gives a Shit of the Valley Boys. I am your host, Dave Weasel. Let's get this over with. So, Black Friday, right? It's like if capitalism had a holiday right after you stuffed yourself to the tits with gratefulness. You've got people lining up to save, what, three bucks on a blender that, let's be honest, will sit in the box until your next garage sale. It's it's the only day of the year you could say, I fought a stranger in the cold dawn light over kitchen appliances, and it's a brag, not a confession. You'd think with the rise of Amazon, the whole camping outside Best Buy thing would go extinct, you know, like payphones or basic privacy, but no. There's something about the cold, hard pavement that really gets people into the spirit of holiday shopping. It's like, yeah, sure, I could click a button in my warm bed, but where's the challenge in that? I want my discount with the side of Frostbite. And then there's the emails, dude, the emails. Every online purchase you've ever made since the days of dial-up, they come back to haunt you like the ghost of drunken online shopping past it's like every item you've ever purchased online is an x and black friday is the day they all decide to text you at once it's like oh hey remember that time you impulsively bought a yoga mat at 2 a.m or remember me the person you hooked up with at 2 a.m at your friend's wedding reception want to do it again but with a toaster And even the items you've just glanced at are kind of sliding into your dms you know it's like hey i saw you glancing at me It's the online shopping version of making eye contact with a street performer. Now you're somehow morally obligated to buy something. Ah, but then the aftermath, you know? You get home, you're looking at all the garbage you bought, and you start to wonder, do I really need a Bluetooth-enabled toothbrush? It's like waking up from a bad hangover, but instead of empty beer bottles everywhere, you're surrounded by uh, discounted electronics and kitchen gadgets. You know, I came across this meme, and it was the perfect snapshot of Black Friday, all right? It's a scene from Braveheart, you know, with Mel Gibson face-painted looking all fierce. He's standing in front of an $800 barbecue, and the caption says, hold. And then the next panel, it's the same image, um, but it's really intense. He's about to charge into battle, and it says, hold. And then finally, in the last slide, there's the barbecue again, but now it's marked down from $1,000 to $800. So the same price, and Mel Gibson is just going for it. He goes, attack. And that is the spirit of Black Friday. Um, but whatever, man. It's like, a, it's like a holiday designed by a marketer who once overheard the phrase, it's the thought that counts, and thought, sure. But what about a slightly cheaper flat screen TV? You know, you go in for the deals, and you leave with a profound sense of confusion about your life choices. And a blender. Okay, so in that last episode, um, at the very end, I hinted that I I might be the one to wreck Thanksgiving. It, it, the the title of the episode was called that. Well, as it turns out, I was as innocent as a choir boy at a bake sale. The real culprit was the French bulldog, a tiny furry four-legged Godzilla. Okay, this dog strolls into the host's house with the delusional confidence of a shirtless guy on a dating app. You know, she's just turning the entire place into her own personal golden toilet, all right? Downstairs, she's there creating abstract poop art on the floor like it's a hunger strike in an Irish prison. Then she takes a show upstairs. Here, she decides 
shitting on the floor isn't enough and opts for a more aquatic approach, something a little more mainstream, you know? It's like she's uh, reenacting the fountains of Bellagio, but with piss. Yep, she reconnected with her French roots and recreated the stench of the Paris subway. But there's more. Her showdown with the house cat. This wasn't just a chase, it was a whole epic saga. The cat's leaping, the dog's barking. It's a live-action reenactment of every Tom and Jerry episode ever made. And the guests were all just spectators in this unscheduled gladiator match. But you know, all she needed to do to complete the disaster checklist was barf on the couch like she does to mine. That wouldn't be, uh, that would have been the grand finale. That would be the mic drop. That would complete the hat trick that gets her deported back to France. You know, French bulldogs are kind of trendy right now. They're like designer handbags of the dog world, except instead of leather and zippers, you get a creature that looks like a gargoyle procreated with a gremlin, and then uh, a puppy was born out of its butt. But instead of a puppy, it looks like a giant human baby that smokes cigars. And they're health issues, dude. It's like, it's like each one comes with a subscription to a lifetime of vet visits. You're not just buying a dog. You're investing in the whole veterinary industry. People say, oh, yeah, it's going to have a rough life health-wise, but then, um, but look at its little snorting, wheezing ship all of wrinkles, and they think, yeah, I will pay thousands of dollars for this little creature that looks like a mob boss with a respiratory system that simulates being waterboarded. It's like choosing a car for its cup holders despite the engine being held together by duct tape and well intentions. They're about as French, by the way, as fish and chips. They were first bred in England, but I guess English Bulldog was already taken, so they, they named it a French Bulldog because of the smell. So, okay, speaking of dog shit, remember that story I told you about the lady who loved to film me while I was just outside trying to smoke a cigarette, you know? She'd come at me like a, like a reality star towards cocaine, her camera in my face, and she's grinding her teeth like a stressed-out dingo. And then she would just storm off after her little Spielberg moment. Well, one day, um, I spotted her on her usual route. She's coming up towards me on the sidewalk, so I pull a quick one, you know? I cross the street. But no, she's a heat-seeking missile. She films me, following me, and, and then she starts yelling, why are you harassing me? Meanwhile, by the way, I had never even said a single word to her. But you know, I, I did, at that point, give a casual, slightly terrified, uh, why are you following me kind of thing. And um, I kind of expected her to to cut off my face and wear it as a mask, you know, because you never have a 0% chance of that happening. But when someone's following you around filming you saying, why are you harassing me when you've never even noticed this person existed before, your chances are a little bit higher than zero at that point. Anyways, I've already talked about this. I've already talked about her a few months ago, uh, but there's a new guy kind of bothering me on the street, a mustached man, and he walks around with his girlfriend and... Their wiener dog, which is so fat, it looks like a Vienna sausage that sprouted legs. And this guy decides he's the self-appointed guardian of public health as I'm trying to enjoy a cigarette. Okay, he starts lecturing me about smoking in the street, like he's running for office on an anti-nicotine platform. Now, I'm not sure if he's doing this for himself or, or trying to impress his girlfriend, or maybe the dog has some French bulldog lineage and respiratory problems, but I don't even say a word to him. I just let him and his waddling wiener dog march off while his girlfriend is looking like she's regretting dating the neighborhood watch captain. Because you could tell he does this often, and she likes it about as much as people like having Thanksgiving ruined by a French bulldog. Okay? She's not into it, but it gets better. I see him again, but without the girl. So it's just him, his hot dog on a leash, and he comes up to me and he says, Are those your cigarette butts down the street? As if I'm Joe fucking Camel himself, personally littering the entire city. 
I just look at him and I go, no. And by the way, I don't go around accusing you of being the mastermind behind every pile of dog shit where everyone chooses to smoke because that's right. Lately, there's been wiener dog-sized shit logs in the exact spot all the guys in the neighborhood like to stand around and smoke. Okay? And he just kind of looked at me like I suggested his dog was a secret CEO of a tobacco company. But here's the thing. I've noticed the pooping patterns. They're too consistent. You know, it's like his dog is leaving Morris code messages for the smokers, and the message is definitely not welcome. Now, I'm not saying it's actually him. Okay, I don't know that. Um, but it's definitely whoever it is, it's the same dog. Okay, it's not like I'm a shit log expert here, but whoever is making sure, whoever is doing this is making sure that it takes up the most amount of space on the sidewalk. Okay, it's like playing Clue, but instead of Colonel Mustard in the library, it's a fat ass dash hound on the sidewalk with its fat ass as the weapon. God, I'm getting a clicking noise in here. I don't know if you can hear that on the recording. Well, I don't care. You'll just have to deal with it. Um, you know, but that's something a crazy person does with their pets. There's a lot of crazy people and their pets. That's a thing. Um, have you ever seen people talk shit about you right in front of you but through their pet? Like a, like a ventriloquist act gone wrong? Okay, I was at a gathering once where there was a couple there with their poodle. You know, a dog that looks like it just walked out of a shampoo commercial. And the wife, she's holding the dog and she says in a cutesy voice through it, Oh, Dave doesn't like spending too much time with us because he's a mean old man, isn't he? And I'm just kind of standing there holding my drink thinking like, Are you really doing this? Do you consider the poodle your therapist? Because it's definitely not working. And it's like these people found a loophole in social etiquette. No, it's not me saying it. It's Mr. Fluffernutter. It's kind of genius and diabolical at the same time. You know, they get to throw shade behind you and hide hide behind their pet's imaginary opinions. It's like if your toaster started giving you relationship advice, you know, but now you got to start taking medication. And it's, it's always the most passive-aggressive comments, you know, like, oh, Mr. Whisker thinks maybe you should get a real job. It's like, oh, does he? Because the last time I checked, Mr. Whisker, Whisker's biggest accomplishment was coughing up a hairball the size of a golf ball. But sure, let's take uh, career advice from Couch Potato. Um, it's kind of the perfect crime, I guess. I don't know. They get to say whatever they want. You can't get mad at them. Because if you get mad, you're the one who looks crazy, you know? They're like, hey, we're just doing something cute with a Labrador. You know, it's just a dog. No, dude, it's a Twilight Zone conversation that happens more often than you think. I just want to meet somebody... Um, who does that and then breaks character, you know? They're like, oh, buddy wants to know why you're not married yet. But is also concerned about my own drinking habits. I mean, some nights I drink so much I piss the pit. I mean, I cried in the shower for two hours today. I mean, why are you not married? And now a word from our sponsor, Pretty Litter. All right, let's talk about the unsung hero of cat ownership, Kitty Litter. Specifically, Pretty Litter. Now, I'm no Dr. Doolittle, but when it comes to my cats doing the happy dance, that is a good day. The problem is, cats are more mysterious than a magician's hat. You never know what's going on in their fuzzy little brains. That's where Pretty Litter swings in like a superhero. First off, this stuff is like the Navy Seals of Litter. It traps odor faster than you could say, stinky cat bathroom. I mean, we've all been there, right? Your cat does its business, and suddenly your place smells like a porta potty at a punk rock music festival. But with Pretty Litter, it's more like your cat just little fancy little cat candle in there. 
Now let's talk differences. If traditional litter is a clunky old car, pretty litter is a sleek, shiny sports car. This stuff has ultra absorbent crystals. We're talking less mess, less dust. It's the litter equivalent of a spotless kitchen after a five course meal. And these magic crystals last up to a month. That means less scooping, less trudging through the trash and doing more time doing whatever you want with your life. But here's the magic. Pretty litter changes colors. Now, I'm not talking mood ring changes here. I'm talking health detective. It's like having a mini cat doctor in your litter box, giving you the heads up on potential health issues like urinary tract infections or kidney shenanigans. It's peace of mind in a bag of litter. Because let's be honest, our cats are, they're like little fluffy enigmas and we need all the help we can get. And to top it off, a pretty litter gets delivered right to my door. No more hauling giant containers of litter around that announce to the world, yes, I own a cat, and yes, it drops dumps. This stuff is light, easy, and space-saving. It's like having litter on tap without the bulky keg. So there you have it. Pretty litter, making life easier, homes fresher, and giving us cat owners a little insight into the mysterious world of our feline friends. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as I do. Go to prettylitter.com slash valleyboys and use code valleyboys to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash valleyboys. Use code valleyboys to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash valleyboys. Code valleyboys. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You know, people really love their pets, and it's not just like the Lonely Hearts Club people, you know? But it makes you wonder, how does someone end up talking through their dogs like they're at a cocktail party, okay? I think I know somebody that would do this, all right? Let's go back to when I was a kid, say, you know, 12 years old. There was this older guy hanging around our group sometimes. Now, we were too young. We were also not girls uh, to mix with the high school crowd at their makeshift skate park in Hanmer, Ontario, Canada, which was less Tony Hawk and more... Tony's junkyard, you know, the kick flip over a broken beer bottle kind. So we just kind of hung around this parking lot behind the town bookstore, but it was actually more of a magazine rack. And then there's this guy, uh, Mitch, and this guy was an adult, okay? He said he was like 20 years old, but he was about as 20 years old as I was an astronaut. And he's hanging out with us, the kids who are not cool or old or female enough to hang out at the junkyard with the grade nine guys. So Mitch, the apparent patron saint of misguided youth, he would take our money and buy us cigarettes. And I remember once, I handed him five bucks for a pack of smokes, uh, w which I didn't even smoke. I would just light them, trying to look cool, you know, not inhaling like my name is Bill Clinton. But this time, Mitch takes my money and he says he needs to wear my brand new Detroit Tigers hat as a disguise. And he just walks down the street into the sunset with it. And that was a, that was a fitted pro hat too, which nobody in my town had ever seen one of those except on TV. And that guy just pulls a Grand Theft Sombrero on a 12-year-old. So it turns out this Mitch guy, his name's not even Mitch. His real name is Mike. And he's not 20, but probably closer to 30. Now, the funny thing is, only the cool 12-year-olds can call him Mike. You know, like you had to earn your stripes in his weird little sidewalk kingdom until this guy deemed you worthy enough uh, of someone pushing middle-aged while hanging out with middle schoolers to call him by his real name. He wasn't even at the level where uh, he could afford a creepy van to drive around in. I wonder if that's what he's doing now, you know? Magic tricks for preteens, but he's just trying to make his hairline reappear. Still, I got lucky because usually stories like that end very differently. In and out of church. You know, I just had my hat stole. Anyways, I bet you that guy's talking through his pets. Or he was raised by somebody who does, you know? Okay, anyway... 
uh, as some of you all know, um, by two entire episodes I dedicated to the subject that I am not a fan of the Disney adult. So naturally, this uh, real news story was sent to me by several of you, so I'll talk about it here. Okay, and this one hit me like a ton of bricks of disbelief. So the headline is, it's true. People do poop in line in ride lines at Disneyland and Disney World. I mean, what in the happiest place on earth is going on here? First off, this is Disney we're talking about, you know? This isn't the county fair in Hanmer, Ontario, Canada, where I'm I'm actually pretty sure my brother did shit his pants once or twice there while in line for the tire swing or or whatever moose ride they had. But I mean, think about it, okay? You're standing there excited, maybe humming, it's a small world, and suddenly, it's not just a small world, it's a stinky one, too. And there you are, trapped between a family wearing matching shirts and some guy creating his own fast pass to the bathroom. And what's the strategy here? You know, are people just shaking a leg and hoping for the best? You know, like, it's like Russian roulette, but with your dignity on the line? You're in the most magical place on earth, you know, trying to see Cinderella's castle, not make a deposit in Frontierland. Now, I'm all for the magical experience, but this is taking Splash Mountain to a whole new level, you know? And best case scenario, those quack noises are from Donald Duck. It's more like the Tragic Kingdom, trying to get on that Winnie the Poop ride. Maybe that's why Cinderella's walking around with one shoe on. Now, oh, Space Mountain, next stop, Uranus. <laughs> okay, I don't know what's worse, me making toilet jokes or, uh, or you listening to it. Okay, so let's just cut it off there. All right, we'll make this one the shortest one ever, I guess. Uh, if I drop any more fart jokes, I'll be running on empty and just passing hot air, you know? Okay, for real, I'm sorry for all the toilet humor. I guess I was on a bit of a roll. I mean, okay, <laughs> make sure you follow us online. I am at Dave Weasel across the board. I did not buy my blue check mark. I have to point that out every time. That's for someone as lame as a 30-year-old hanging around behind a magazine rack with 12-year-olds. Uh, we are at Valley Boys Pod on Twitter, Valley Boys Podcast on Instagram and TikTok, though I have no idea why we're on there. This is an audio podcast. You know, I've got the face for radio. Just wish I also had the voice and charisma for it. Anyways, from Orange County, California, by way of Newport Beach, by way of Hanmer, Ontario, Canada, behind the magazine rack. Good night.